Hey y'all, it's the Snake's Paw, I'm Andrew, and given the time of year, the festive mood that some people are in, and the acquisitive mood that other people are in, we wanted to re-air an episode from last winter called North Pole, A Christmas Fable. Enjoy. During December, when I see the toys in the windows and it starts to get cold, I think about a kid I met once. He was the kind of kid Santa was going to skip on the big night. The other kids all knew him, and they knew not to throw snowballs at him, or else the next time you put your boots on, you'd find them full of cold slush. The grown-ups remembered him from Halloween, when he went from house to house, reaching into every bag of candy with both hands, staring you in the eye and grabbing and grabbing until you dared to pull it away. So... When he was standing in line to see Santa and tried to cut to the front, when someone, his mother or his teacher or some old person, caught him and pulled him aside and told him he wasn't going to be on Santa's list, they were just telling him what everyone else already knew. When the kid heard the news, he wasn't too worried. He still had candy left from Halloween. But it made him think. He knew about the elves at the North Pole, those little craftsmen with their hammers and their chisels, making toys of all kinds for kids of all kinds. And if a kid like him at the bottom of the list got nothing, then surely the kids at the top got something really incredible, the best toys the elves could make. And why sit around waiting for someone to give them to you when you could just go to the North Pole and take them? Now, this kid lived in a place where the idea of the North Pole wasn't so strange. Snow and ice were familiar, and while the kid didn't get snowballs thrown at him, he often spent hours in the cold throwing them at other people. So, he went to gather supplies for his journey. And as he looked around the room at his family's coats and boots and his father's hunting gear, a voice whispered to him. It's no place for you out there, child. He looked, and he saw a dead white fox that his father had shot earlier that day. It's too cold, the fox told him. The kid said, if a little animal like you could take it, I can too. The fox replied, we're not the same. I've got a thick coat of fur that keeps me warm. So you do he said, and he took the fox's skin. He set off into the evening with all his warmest clothes and lots of Halloween candy and the fox's skin draped around his neck. Its fur tickled his face. He trudged many miles through deep snow, passing first through towns and then by distant farmhouses and then just the occasional deer stand until finally he couldn't see anything made by humans. Then the trees thinned out, new snow began to fall, and everything he could see was white. Tired as he was, he started to learn the different shades of white. And so he noticed when, off in the distance, a yellowish piece of white stood on its hind legs. He stopped. He hoped it hadn't seen him. But the polar bear sniffed the wind and looked right at him, and it said, You've wandered too far, child. 
I've always wondered what human smells like, and now I know it smells sweet. The kid was brave, but with a polar bear, the best comeback is a good head start. He ran, putting a snowdrift between them, but he knew he was leaving a trail, and anyway, the beast could smell him wherever he went. Then he remembered the sweet Halloween candy in his pockets. He threw the candy left and right, slung the fox skin over his back, and burrowed down into the snow, digging deep and tunneling with numb fingers until he couldn't move any further. He could hear the bear nearby, snuffling up chocolate. He may have slept, or he may have just waited, thinking or dreaming of the elves, the sounds of their hammers and chisels, and the unknown shapes of their secret toys. And when at last he dug his way to the surface, he was alone. He dragged himself on, barely feeling his limbs, with nothing to eat, through white that didn't end. This time, his eyes were too tired to make out the white shape on the horizon. He was maybe 20 steps from it when a bit of darkness caught his dreaming mind, and he saw it. A snowman, featureless except for two coal eyes and a black hat. His own eyes sharpened, and far behind the snowman, he saw something big and wide and made of straight lines and hard angles, and he knew he had passed back into the territory of people. The snowman said, You are trespassing here. You may step inside to warm yourself, and then you will be sent back where you came from. I've come a long way, the kid said. I conquered the wilderness to get here, and I will take what I came for. Now, snowmen don't breathe, but as the kid watched, this one seemed to inhale, and he knew it was about to sound the alarm. But he also knew where the magic in these creatures lived. He packed and hurled a snowball, and in a second he'd knocked the black hat off the creature's head and silenced it. Slowly, he walked the twenty paces, and then he kicked the snowman down, trampled it into powder, and buried its eyes. And he made the final trek to the North Pole. I don't know if he expected the place to be warm on the inside. If so, he was probably disappointed. They never did care much about keeping the place comfortable. Whatever he expected, I'm sure it wasn't me. I'm very much not an elf. I learned his story then, as he told me what he was there for and all he'd overcome to get there. I learned from the fox, he said. I deceived the bear and I unmade the snowman. Nothing has stopped me yet and you won't either. I waited until he was finished. He was breathing hard. The trip had taken a lot out of him. And now the things he'd done were hard for him to even say, much less do over again. I didn't know what he'd been like before his journey, but I imagined he must look smaller now. I had his name on a list. The stories always talk about the list, and it's true, there is a big list that pretty much no one escapes from. But they also like to slice and dice the data into lots of little lists, and that was the only kind I ever saw. This one was pretty short. I checked it. Robert? I asked. 
Terrence, he corrected me. I checked it again. You're late, I said, and I handed him his hammer and chisel. His hands must have just been getting warm, and the tools would have frozen them all over again, but he took them. I watched the realization on his face. I don't know how, he said. Don't worry, I told him. You'll learn. I didn't stay at that job for long. I wasn't cut out for it, and anyway, it was just a seasonal gig. But I can't help but remember that day when I see the toys in the windows and it starts to get cold. Anyway, Merry Christmas. I uh, hope you get what you want. Thanks for listening, y'all. If by some chance, after listening to this episode, you are still feeling in the gift-giving spirit, well, Snake's Paw merch is now a thing you can get your hands on. We've got lots of cool stuff and remarkably good shipping times, considering it's all coming from the North Pole. You can find that via a link in the episode description. Always appreciate y'all being here. Happy home stretch of the year. <laughs> <laughs>